It's the clash of the table toppers in the Premier League this weekend. OTB Sports Radio, the only place to hear live and exclusive radio commentary of Manchester City versus Liverpool on Sunday. Ronald Agara, good morning to you. Hi Adrian, how are you? Not too bad. Wayne Rooney, the greatest footballer of all time. No, no, no. Great player, great player, but not the greatest of all time. Well, two, I have two Cork people in my ear now, and that's probably the subcontext here, is it? I know, but sure. It's the, obviously uh, it's a debate that no one is going to win, but the greatest footballer of all time is it's, it's just it's too hard to to compare generations, you know. But I think you're looking at Ronaldo, Messi, Pele. It's they're three yeah. to jump out anyway. Zidane. Yeah. My favourite footballer of all time. I've misrepresented my own my own. Point. Most improved footballer is uh, Benzema, I think. I'm only appreciating how good he is now. Jesus game against um Chelsea. Sensational. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realise I obviously in France he's a big, big, big personality, big big story, but I I, uh, I was kinda of wondering what the fuss was about, but then I kinda of <laughs> In the peeing rain in St- in Stamford Bridge, I kind of realised that. Uh, well, that's how, that's what a striker does, isn't it? Whoa! Is he is he loved in France? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I said he loved. I don't know. It, I, I kind of was wondering, like, how is this guy in the same conversation for Ballon d'Or? Uh, as much as I could understand around the table there the other day, and then you could see it that night why he is in the discussion you know I think um, obviously what he did to uh, Paris Saint-Germain first of all obviously is uh, was notable and then to back it up against Chelsea was uh, and he's been doing it for a long long time I believe if, if you get into the stats and the data yeah class ruthless in a way that when Chelsea got their opportunities they weren't uh, they weren't in the same category at all I have to say in terms of stuff that we thought we were talking to you about off the bat this morning that wasn't high on the agenda where do you want to jump in? Oh, I enjoy talk okay. uh, football Gaelic football or I mean more in the life the world of Ronan Agarra the week that's been <laughs> where that's do you start? standard week I was talking to Tommy off air and a uh, busy week and no it's just probably that's perception versus reality it's very like that it's just uh, you know that's uh, a banished door on the sideline top 14 management contested four decisions and uh, I get a two week ban for it you know which I need to get better at I, I didn't obviously read the small print you're not allowed to contest any decision so you have to be kind of robotic behaviour um, but I find that difficult at times but uh, something I have to get better and obviously you can understand that I can't say anything really on the Urias situation because I have a hearing next Wednesday so uh, I don't want to jeopardise anything there Yeah I, and and without getting into the nuts and bolts of that is that um, you just like the the and, and feel free to figure your way around this obviously in terms of the, with that in mind you're just on the sideline there it's the context of a late turnover and your loss in the game basically is that that what's going on in the sideline there at the end those pictures that we've seen uh, Me- mostly on, I, know, I, I know it's early in the morning Adrian, but you can sell it a little bit better than that a little turnover <laughs> we were we were under a sustained attack for three minutes potentially if not more and uh, you know Sean uh, Doggett uh Incredible doggedness to, uh, uh, and I suppose pride in keeping our line intact from, from, from a try, which would have been a big turning point. So uh, I celebrated that uh, 
in my way, uh, which was kind of a bit of a fist pump. But, uh, you know, I mean, pretty standard, really, at celebration in this term. But um, that's as far as it got, really, you know. Does what happened on the sideline get uh, permeate its way in, in, into the playing group? And I, and I mean that in sort of a, a positive sense. Does that, like, get them g'd up a little bit for what is going to be a trilogy uh, against this team over the next little while the familiarity and the breeding of contempt yeah yes and no and I think it's depending on what angle you want to try and I suppose create an opportunity or um, I mean a potential talking point but I think this the, the series playing pros um are able to see past that. Well, you've got to also remember too, we have every potential culture in the world and the fact that, I mean, you have people from all over the, the world representing that Russia A against Bordeaux. So some people might think it's a great thing. Other people have no interest in the coach being on the sidelines. So, you mean, it's very, very, I suppose, individual taste. Um, from my point of view, it just uh, felt right in the last number of weeks uh, just to probably go down there to, I suppose, maybe to potentially show unity while on any other day you can see much more in the stand and there's plenty of logic to be in the stand all the time. Yeah, there, cause like obviously in a rugby sense, it's it's maybe it's more of a French thing that you do get coaches down there, but obviously they tend not to be. Uh, you you mentioned at one point that it was important for your players <clears throat> to hear your voice. Is that like a sense that you would like more leadership on the pitch that you're currently not seeing that you're working on, or where where is that coming from? No, no, there would always be like that. It just, um, you know, I think you have to probably a little bit of context too, and the fact that. We've played a lot of rugby in COVID situations where you had empty, empty stadia. So your message uh, was easily passed. Nowadays, it's drowned out. Mm-hmm. But your capacity, I suppose, to transfer uh, information um, from the sideline to, we'll say, your winger or your, or your second centre can happen uh, nearly uh, instinctively. So... That is, that, that is a good, I suppose, uh, opportunity for getting information. But as you say, uh, you know what I mean? If you're coming in every few minutes with information, it means that your prep has missed something. Um, but uh, just away games in France, uh, there's very little margins between them. Well, it, with us especially, I think we've kind of uh, had five bonus points defeats this season, which means you lose by less than five. So, at any stage in those games, the victory was probably there. And uh, we didn't get over the line, but the last three weeks has been probably a, a change in uh, mindset, a change in tempo and a change in, um, in confidence levels, I believe. So tomorrow, um, we start a, a back-to-back with Bordeaux. The top 14 is over for me. It was never a trilogy. It was four points available that we needed against Bordeaux. That's done. That's parked. It's now... Uh, um, Champions Cup campaign Is there any uh, pre-match protocol between coaches typically at these games where you have to encounter each other or will you just be giving each other uh... a bit of fromage and a vin rouge (laughs) 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 Pre-match I mean I'm on board with this Ronan I can't uh, I won't lie to you (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, everything is possible. You're damn right. There could be reception for three hours for, for the coaches before. And no, no, there isn't. Uh, if you're if you're or group or out of the group, I, I came across a few of the Bordeaux players the last day, a few of the foreigners that were uh, not involved or injured or not involved in the game. And it was... Um, you could see the kind of uh, the red wine kind of lips on them. It was very <laughs> funny, you know, because it's the best wine in the world, and they're they're obviously can't do anything. So they're inside in the uh, lodges, and they're obviously allowed to have a glass or two. But it was it was just uh, I said, Geez, it's those little things that make the difference when you're looking for a different experience. You know, taking them out of South Africa or Australia or New Zealand or um, or anywhere around the world, really. That's definitely a culture I, I could I could jump right in on. I have to say, Kamara, <laughs> uh, just one last one on the on the game itself. And you were I was reading your um, uh, column in the Examiner this morning about the IU West uh, kick at the end and your rule that you the only rule that you were saying that you've broken over the last while about not giving feedback to kickers that seemed odd to me in some ways in the sense that like there's probably nobody be- better to tap Ahi West on the shoulder and say you know in terms of the experience that you have the sessions you've done the Dave Allreds and other coaches I'm sure that you've been exposed to and say here listen have you thought about this? Yeah but there's the the question that I come straight back at you is uh, Adrian when he has thought about it, what happens next do you get me? Mm. As in he's so, thinking about you more than he is about himself there's a lot in that and I experienced that with a, a greater player as, as Richie Mwanga. It was very, uh, very challenging relationship at the start because I probably saw it one way, he saw it a different way, but I can only recommend and it's up to the player to take on board. And that's what I firmly believe because kicking coaches, coaches are crutches, but essentially it comes down to I want to do this, but I think that has to be a mental shift first rather than a physical shift. So uh, I have a great relationship with Ohio West. Uh, but it took the, to this stage and kind of the relationship to, to, to get to this point where I suppose he um, opened up his trust to me and I wanted to just, I suppose, remedy a little bit in his approach. And it wasn't a complete uh, um, what's reprogramming, far from it. It was just very, very pleasing, I suppose, knowing inside uh, the suffering that he has had to endure as a kicker, his capacity to look in the mirror and want to get better and then seeing the fruition of that, that made me very, very happy. And why you get involved in coaching because you, um, you know, I enjoy a fellow who, in a club game who kisses his fist as a celebration of his work because it becomes, you know, you're uh, an individual sport and then you're playing a team sport. That's the life of a kicker. You know, you look at, I try and compare it to a lot of people I work with where you see the boys last night at the Masters, every time they're on the tee, you know, they play a drive and they position it. It's the exact same for, for a kicker, you know, if you were if you're a kicker on a team and you have eight shots at goal, eight minutes of the eighty, every eyes are on you. That's a lot in the game, mm. a lot in the game. And I think uh, it's probably that appreciation of uh, well, what am I bringing to this team, or what can I bring to this team? Because no one else, you know, like they don't 
need that skill set, but the, all his other 14 mates on the team are very dependent on, on his, on, on his, I suppose, work. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely an interesting insight into it. Have you been surprised by the reaction to the England stuff? I didn't see any reaction, genuinely. I did a seven-minute interview on Sunday and uh, we had uh, my mother-in-law uh, arrived. So we had s- Sunday dinner and then um, everything has been very normal. I didn't get a text. I didn't get, uh, I didn't see anything. Um, well, there's been headlines galore here and particularly across the water and the articles and all the big papers over there. But yeah, I, I spoke to Tony Lean, obviously, in the Examiner hmm. uh, about, about it because uh, he'd be well tuned in and he said there was, there was a reaction. And I said, well, like what people don't see is the questions that that's asked, you know, I suppose. So I got asked the question and I, I gave my honest answer to the question. It had been, it had been bigger news if you had said, actually, no, I'm not interested in the England job. Um, yeah, but that's not true, you know, I suppose. Like, I think I was listening to you in the, obviously in the football section, but, um, you know, your playing days as opposed to your coaching days are unrelated. There's nothing, there's nothing of similarity. It's like a complete different career. Mm. And I know we're talking the same sport, but it has zero to do with it. Like what I did as a player has no, of no relevance to what I'm trying to do now or, what I'm hoping to achieve now or the enjoyment they get now as a player it's just pulls apart it's an, it's incomparable Adrian I, I can't stress that enough that how how things change too when you get out and how you see things and how your I suppose your mindset changes and how uh, you you view I suppose different potential opportunities yeah and sorry do you mean that in the sense of you played against England so much and therefore that's irrelevant now Um. No, I mean it in, in everything and the fact that as a player, when you're playing for Munster and your probably values are, you know, hard work and we've got to, you know what I mean, playing an English team, we've got to, we've got to uh, get stuck into these boys and they'll have a soft underbelly if we keep going at them, stuff like that. But then you kind of go into coaching, but coaching is... It's so, so different to that. You're kind of like an individual entity and you're, you're, I suppose, hovering above stuff and you're looking at, uh, well, if I was put myself into in there with those players or with that group, would, the, would I would I make a difference? That They're all the kind of things that, that happen in my head. Anyway, playing England as a player um, for Ireland, obviously, was hugely, hugely important and you never underestimate that. But on... It was a hypothetical question mm. that I suppose if it was anywhere warm, I would have some thinking to do. I haven't put myself in that process where I've had to think. Yeah, like I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if there were if if there was anybody who had like that that, that sort of uh, kind of loyal mentality or, or kind of overly loyal mentality. Like I mean, you, you look at um, say even the, the RFU at the moment, and Conor O'Shea being involved there. I don't think anybody like raised their eyebrows because there was an Irishman involved in in the English setup. I think it would probably be a little bit different for me, to be fair. I, okay. I think so. You know, I think obviously from maybe my background and, and maybe what I did in the green jersey, and I think that's a very um, positive for me. Uh, but as I say, um, playing to coaching, it's it, it's mm. two different careers. It's it's not aligned for me. 
when you speak there about getting so much joy out of seeing the impact you're having on West's career, for example, and some of the other players in your team, does that make you kind of inclined to think that, geez, they, they, I'd lo- love to stay in a club game just that little bit longer because you can have that day-to-day impact as opposed to, say, on the test level? Yeah, I will be in the club game. I will be in the club game. I'll be here for 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 the medium term. That's for certain. I think. Well, sorry, you can never say for certain, but that's the plan. What I, I, and what I've signed to do. And once you sign, I'm all school in that regard. Um, I think that's very important. I don't like the fact that things can change with with a phone call. I think when you sign, you consider. Well, I may have to sit sit and suffer for twelve months, twenty four months, thirty six months, but. When you sign up to something, that for me means um, that means uh, commitment. I like that word. I like getting committed to something. So for me, um, I'm all in. Clive Woodward was talking about that club versus country thing during the week. Is it a step up? He was suggesting it was a step up to be an international coach. Is it in your book? I think uh, in a lot of cases, yes. In in other situations, you know, when you're uh, coaching, I suppose, for example, on a daily basis, Antonio, Skelton, Aldred, Carbarlo, uh, Batia, Dante, Lades, Dula. Not bad. I have, no, I'm just trying to make the point that, you know I mean, where you'd like to get my club or any club is to, I have... Uh, more avail- availability with with the players. You'd like to have them performing as well in a in a yellow or black jersey as well as as they are in the blue jersey. You know, I think that's what really excites me: the capacity to to gel a team of different uh, nationalities, different um, um, cultures, different philosophies. Gel them together, and, and boys being able to express themselves on a pitch. Got to remember, it, it can become complicated. Other times, it become very, very simple. If the if my message is clear, the, the context that we are sort of dancing around in terms of the England job is that for any Irish person to be involved with England is this philosophical. I'm sure you were involved in club dressing rooms, maybe particularly over the years where the 800 years comes up and the uh, that that. Uh, um, Relationship that that uneasy relationship between England and Ireland, but are you saying that that none of that is a barrier or what? Sorry, what's the what is your view on that bit? Because that's the bit that like when he was on during the week and he was saying you just don't go there, like that aspect of that's the England context. It's not like we're talking about France or we're talking about um, New Zealand. That's the context of this gig. That's Quinny trying to ring me. Sorry, <laughs> he's trying to clarify his comments now. Um. No, I, I, I like I'm looking at it from a pure sporting point of view, Adrian. I know, like you got to understand, like there's something inside you if you're a competitor that if you can kind of uh, arm yourself with decent ammunition to have a crack off winning a World Cup or winning winning uh, a Six Nations, and you were the 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 coach of that, that that really really stimulates me, mm. whatever nation it is. I think people, I think probably from a distance, I suppose, fail to understand or appreciate how I may be wired. And I think that's, we're in a professional game where the opportunities are, when you look at, you know I mean, the Rugby World Cup, it's not like a soccer World Cup in the fact that there's 
probably eight or ten teams who have the the capacity to um to to, to win the World Cup. So if you were to get a, a a crack at it with a team that has genuine um I suppose uh, ambition to to win it, you'd be you'd be a fool not to consider it. Mm. Uh, big game for you tomorrow it's not far off the the Imaginable Park in the first game um, is there's no sense of powder dry in a way that there's been for the Irish teams it's full bore sort of week in week out is, does that mean you can or can't tweak things finally before we let you off you can or can't um, tweak things from last weekend oh no you have to you have to tweak that's most definite but I suppose um, you know one of the things that jumps out at me this week is because how competitive the top 14 is and how challenging it is um, it feels like a knockout game nearly every week Adrian it's hard for you to probably preset that while when you were a player with Monster you could just shift I suppose the the or you could sense the difference in the shift on a Monday morning uh, six, seven days before your big cup match uh, that hasn't happened this week because last week's four points were very very important but it's in France, there's a huge focus on the short term. The short term happens every five, seven days. You have a new challenge. So we're aware of that. We're excited about going to Bordeaux tomorrow. It's a big game. We have, I'd like to think, unfinished business in, in this competition. We gave it a brilliant rattle last year. The boys have uh, got their juices flowing from that. And um, uh, we want to roll up our sleeves tomorrow. 